The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Transmitting from WebmasterRadio.fm World Headquarters in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Get ready to tap into the minds of the founding fathers of SEO. Rocket, rocket to the next generation of search engine optimization 3.0 with traffic that will put your website into a head-on collision. Decades of combined SEO expertise give their take on the world of SEO and give you free expert advice with their weekly site clinic. Now, here are the princes of PageRank, the heroes of HTML, the sultans of search, the SEO, SEO rock stars. All right, it's great to be back. Uh, this is Chris Boggs. I'm the co-host of SEO Rockstars. Um, I'm a president of SEMPO, the Search Engine Marketing Professional Organization, and I'm also a director of thought leadership at Rosetta. Um, we're a publicist-owned agency. Uh, my usual compatriot, Mr. Darren SEO Guru Babin himself, has been unavailable recently, so we wanted to make sure to get a show going today, and uh, through the awesome workings of Jorge Brasco Hermido, uh, we've set up this uh, this call today to talk through some um, some Googleisms. Let's talk about how Google has grown this year, some of the things that they've changed, and and really, I, I brought along with me uh, a man who many of you may know um, as SEO Pitfall, uh, Steve Pitts. He's actually an SEO director. With Rosetta, and no, this is not sponsored by Rosetta or anything. He just happens to be an SEO director here and uh, was willing to talk about this subject with me. So really excited to have him on board today. And we're going to be covering off of some of the uh, most recent um, types of topics that should be related to Google and how you want to handle marketing in 2012. Um, Steve is also going to be keeping an eye on the chat room for us so that we can see uh, topics and contents. Uh, so if you have any questions, uh, feel free to uh, uh, check it out. And if for those of you that are not, uh, that are maybe just listening and not in the chat room, go log in. It's at webmasterradio.fm. So uh, first of all, Steve, uh, welcome, and thanks for joining us today. Uh, why don't you give us a quick background uh, on uh, your experience in SEO and maybe your biggest uh, Google story uh, so far this year to get things started. Thanks, Chris. Um, yeah, it's been a great year uh, for SEO and online marketing in general. Um, give you a little bit of background on me. I've been in online marketing uh, since about 99. Um, my focus uh, has recently, over the last six years, moved into SEO only, and uh, that's where my passions lies, uh, and that's really where I want to be with my career, and that's where we're, that's what brings us here today. Um, I did want to bring up some of the some of the things that have had an influence on rankings um, so far this year, specifically with Google. Um, some of the things that have been brought up, uh, Panda. Um, continuing to uh, get enhancements there. Um, lately, the freshness update um, and understanding what's going on uh, with your content and how accessible is it 
and how current is it is, but other um, identifiers that Google is using for ranking factors, such as local identifiers, plus one that came out earlier this year, uh, Google Plus, uh, the social media aspect of Google, um, other links from social elements such as Facebook and Facebook likes. Um, really wanted to see how this is starting to influence um, rankings on a regular basis. Oh, great, Steve. Um, you know, and, and we talked about this. One of the things that Jorge is putting together is a series of sort of the top stories in 2011. So uh, we want this to be sort of in the spirit of that. And uh, we certainly don't want to just focus in on Panda uh, and, and, and sort of the subsequent freshness update. Uh, but, uh, you know, let's start off with that one. Um, you know, I think that we've had, we've been fortunate enough here uh, with our client um, roster at Rosetta uh, to not have uh, apparently um, been affected a lot by Panda. I think that we're fortunate that uh, most of our clients don't uh, practice and don't, um, you know, do the kinds of things that seem to be the target of what Panda is. Uh, but tell me, Steve, is there something, you know, as Panda came out, how, you know, as an agency SEO director, how did you prep your team of strategists and, and also the solution managers and the people that are, you know, sort of in the trenches talking to the clients? Tell me about how you go about sort of preparing the clients for potential uh, damage or a potential for loss and visibility. Is this, a, is this typically a very reactive process? Is this something that you're some, somewhat proactive as well as reactive, but tell us how, you know, when something comes about like Panda, from an agency director perspective, what are you doing to try to ensure that both the internal team and the clients are comfortable with what's going on and comfortable with the information that's out there and, and, and what Google's uh, doing in, in a situation like that? So from an, from an agency perspective and um, looking at larger sites, uh, enterprise-level sites, one of the most important things to separate is how does this affect my strategy? Um, many of our clients, because we're focused on high-quality content and not just um, concatenating or building out content on the fly, uh, we didn't have as much uh, impact as we've seen in the industry in, in general. However, um, being able to, to set expectations with our clients, uh, setting those expectations are deriv dri driven around the, um, the metrics. So this directly impacted where, where most people saw the impact is in their rankings. So the first thing to do is to continue to monitor rankings pre and post updates. Um, so this wasn't a big shock. If, if it did have an impact on, our, on any of our clients, it wasn't going to be a big shock to us because we had already been monitoring what happened what keywords dropped, why did they drop, could we tie this to Panda, and then how do we respond to that. Um, the fact that we had been pretty proactive with our content strategy was why we didn't get impacted um, like some of the sites that, that we saw some ranking declines. 
Okay, and then how? Uh, and and again, so that that's that's good from the client side. In terms of uh, you know, again, a lot of times, and, and I know that agencies are all different, and and search engine marketing companies are all different, but there's typically different people involved, right? And, the, and different people have different jobs. So we call them solution managers here. They're probably called project managers in other places. What is it that? a solution manager or someone that's going to be speaking to the client, what, what can you arm them with? I mean, I know personally I'm not afraid to share links from Search Engine Land, Search Engine Watch, uh, you know, Barry, or, or maybe there's something, there's a recent podcast at Webmaster Radio that I can share so uh, that, that, they, um, that they get a better idea of what's going on. How much do you want to share with these people that are directly communicating with the client so that they can sort of give them the, the, the quick answers versus how much do you want to kind of almost keep, you know, yourself as an expert to be able to try to relate to them? And, and tell me that process, uh, and then we'll go on to the next topic. So I think the most important thing is to be proactive, um, understanding what the changes are, have a point of view, um, and get that in front of your clients before they start reacting to it if they're active in the community is extremely important. The other is not everyone needs to answer the question, uh, such as a project manager or a junior level resource that may be engaged with the client. Um, making sure that you have um, a consistent fo uh, follow-up, follow-through, and uh, approach, so basic statement, um, is extremely important and that you're consistent. So making sure that you've thought through and understand its potential impact before speaking out of turn is extremely valuable. Great. And now, so again, and there's lots of great um, other podcasts that have already covered Panda. So for those of you that are looking for more details about what, what it's done and so on and so forth, I, I recommend that you go check out, uh, you know, the list of Webmaster Radio. So, uh, you know, we'll, let's cover one more quick topic before we go to a break, um, and, and that would be freshness. Uh, how does freshness, how does content freshness relate at a high level to a marketer strategy, what should a marketer, especially a marketer that may or may not, like, like let's say you um, have a client that's like sells office supplies or something, uh, it, it, there may or may not be new ways to talk about a pencil. What, what is it, and, and is there anything that marketers that have more of sort of a consistent set of products, what can they do in sort of a reactive manner or a proactive manner to Try to help to stay fresh, you know, and, and from what we've seen with this new freshness algorithm, apparently it only, up, it only affects like 30 to 35% of the search results, uh, and they've been pretty clear that, you know, searches like for uh, uh, French onion soup recipe, they don't necessarily fall under this. Now, that, maybe that means the same thing for someone selling pencils. Do you agree? And, and, and if not, how, how do you sort of spur and, and try to incite freshness in a client and in a client team uh, so that they can get stuff done that helps to update and, and uh, freshen up what they've got there on, on their website and within their social media communities and presence. So the, the fact that it's only impacting uh, approximately 35% of searches is extremely important and val val valuable. So uh, an office supplier that um, is talking about pencils the competitive nature of pencils is probably not something that needs to be fresh. 
um, new content every day. But I would say something that's um, current, um, say an election or um, some current current event or something such as politics, um, any type of uh, Hollywood information, anything that's active, current, things that can change, I think that freshness is having a bigger impact on them. Um, so does a blogger, can a blogger speak about a politician more than the New York Times? The New York Times probably should outrank a blogger, but unless it's about a um, topic or a person that is that they're blogging about frequently, and they're covering the things that are being that are, that are changing on a more frequent basis. So, in that circumstance, they should always outrank the New York Times, regardless of whatever they wrote about this person three years ago, because they have a ton of domain authority. Um, so, I think that's really where the freshness update um, has impacted um, what searches it's impacted as far as my clients and. Do, are they are they focused on a topic that may be impacted by the panda freshness update? Um, I think that goes back to similar to the other topics that we've had, understanding when that went into place, when that change in the algorithm happened, um, monitoring how it impacted your search results, where you're ranking, and how, what are you going to do to be proactive about it and respond to those declines if you saw declines. Great. Well, there you hear it, folks. Straight from the trenches. Uh, I like to spend as much time in the trenches as possible, but uh, Steve certainly is spending more recently. Uh, we're going to be breaking for a moment here and uh, let our sponsors provide us with a fine message. Uh, but when we come back, uh, we're going to touch on a few more big Google topics from 2011 and uh, get Steve Fitz's uh, thoughts on the uh, subject. So let's take a break. to the SEO Rockstars, exclusively webdoradio.fm. Celebrating the best in online advertising, the Web Marketing Association presents the 2012 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Submit your banner ads, email ads, rich media, online newsletters, websites, and social media campaigns now by going to www.iacaward.org. Deadline for entries is January 31st, 2012. Be honored among your online advertising peers by submitting your entry today into the Web Marketing Association's 2012 IAC Awards. Go! to www.iacaward.org now. From the creators of We Build Pages, experience the power of the Internet Marketing Ninja. An exclusively trained army of nearly 100 in-house ninjas. Mastered in the arts of social media, local marketing, content creation, SEO reporting, and yes, link building. The Internet Marketing Ninjas will release a new version of their legendary tools to the public. Visit imninjas.com. The ninjas are coming. As you know, being an expert at f***. <gasps> what did she say? Requires lots of practice and a great tool. 
think you could use some help with f***? Whoa! You're not alone. Hundreds have used our tool to take their f*** performance to the next level. The language! Of course, we're talking about managing Facebook ads on Aquizio. Oh. Buy, track, manage, optimize, and report on media across all major ad networks. Visit Aquizio.com to get a demo today. Aquizio. Search, social, display, one platform. WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome to the place your competitors get their edge. Jump on it. We're here for you 24-7. Now, let's get back to jamming and spamming with the SEO rock stars exclusively on WebmasterRadio.fm. All right, we are back, and believe it or not, we are here actually at the home of rock and roll. We're actually uh, calling in from Cleveland, which is the home of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So if anyone heads up this way, make sure to look us up, and uh, we'll be bound to say hi. This is your uh, co-host, Chris Boggs, uh, our regular co-host. Darren Babin's not with us today, but I'm joined by Steve Pitts, who's an SEO director at uh, Rosetta. So we've been talking about some kind of top topics of 2011 for Google. It's about that time. It's, you know, November 28th as we're recording this, or 29th, and uh, it's going to be the month coming up of, hey, what happened in 2011. So let's get a quick start on it. Uh, we talked about Panda and Freshness. Let's focus in on local for a minute. I think a lot of changes have happened in the local landscape for Google this year, and uh, there's a lot of new players on the market when it comes comes to providing support for local out there. Do you think that Google is making um, more of a place, Steve, uh, for people that specialize in local search engine optimization and search engine marketing? Is this something that needs to continue to be a specialization, or is this something that really should be kind of melded in with the uh, – and I'm not trying to throw you softball, so feel free to answer this however you want. I mean, should this be melded in with – Traditional SEO work, I mean, obviously you want them to have synergies together, but is the, the way that Google Local has changed, is that creating new jobs and new specialties? That's a very good question. Um, there are a number of things when it comes to local search that have changed this year, um, microformats um, being one of those. Um, but I, I think the, the focus is more on what are SEO best practices and how do they align to local search. Um, so, I mean, not everyone that is online has brick-and-mortar stores or service locations outside of their website. So I think for those um, those businesses, it's extremely valuable and important, especially for someone that's searching online. They may not want to convert online, whatever that conversion may be. Um, so it's the replacement of the traditional yellow pages and other directories that search engines have become. And to do that effectively, they need to understand the offline world. Um, I think Google and what they've done with Google Places is going to continue uh, to have an impact. Um, it's, I'm glad to see that they're actually having some focus on it, not only with paid search, but also with um, how it's changed um, 
the landscape and the view of search results um, ever since it was first started being brought into regular organic search results with Universal. Um, it's going to continue to get more diverse. Um, I think the biggest hiccup that's going to be coming is um, when and where and what are the consistent themes and patterns that not only Google is going to accept, but Bing's going to accept, Yahoo's going to accept, and um, those uh, data aggregators uh, such as Yelp, City Search, that have reviews and information about local local stores and um, places, um, how they're going to deliver that to the search engines. Um, there, right now, there are three very significant, uh, significantly different layers when it comes to local search. There are data aggregators, warehouses. Um, so the warehouses store basic information about addresses. And then there's the review and that social level where people and users interact with that content, such as the city searches and Yelps. And then that information is the information that Google and Bing are trying to get and um, knock down all of the duplicates so they can have one, um, one result and then provide it to their end users. Um, I think it's going to be one of the biggest things that's going to influence who and how people search in the future and whether or not Google or Bing or someone else is going to get and gain and maintain market share. So that's a good point. And, and do you think that, uh, you know, my opinion is, is my opinion, first of all, not Sampos or Rosetta's, uh, but I think that Google has a big muhahaha, you know, going on this year because there's a lot of stuff that they're kind of pulling together uh, and they're giving you value for being logged into Google more, right? So local, um, you're starting to see Google reviews come up. Um, are Google reviews the way of the future is and and I personally feel that Yelp and, and and some of these other third parties out there, especially for Google to maintain an air of sort of neutrality, uh, they need to continue to incorporate some of these other uh, you know user generated content type of uh, uh, things. But you know the, the, to the reviews, you know, and how they potentially affect specifically uh, geographic, uh, you know, some specific areas, basically type into your Google uh, account, maybe uh, maybe your your review may have more authority if you're from that area. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Is that is that something that it's going to be more and more important in 2012 to actually get Google reviews, or should this be just kind of a holistic uh, uh, review seeking uh, process for those out there that are trying to bolster their local ranks? Well, it's a very interesting um, topic um, and. I don't want to bridge to the um, the biggest disappointment that I had this year with Google and their um, SSL when you're logged in. Data is not passed over to website owners. Uh, but speaking, uh, speaking directly to what is Google trying to do and uh, what should we as marketers be focused on, um, is it a Google review? Is it activity in Google? Um, is it the Google plus one button, uh, similar to the Facebook like, or is it a Google plus page? I think a lot of that's to be determined. Um, the only thing that I would say 
if I were giving information to, you know, giving my feedback, and once again, this is my personal feedback, not uh, not Sempo, it's not my clients, and it's certainly not the agency that I work for, but if I were giving feedback to Google, I would say you need to work with those other properties such as Twitter, such as Facebook um, as well, and not sit there and only try to deliver your own results. Um, if you do that, then your, your world that you're trying to build is going to step away from everything else that's going on online, and you have an opportunity to either gain a significant market share, but you also have the opportunity to um, risk that and lose all of your market share. Um, I think we need to interact with one another online, um, and there's not one source. It's the whole point to the Internet. It's the interconnectivity. So uh, being good stewards and citizens means uh, sharing information and also leveraging information from other uh, reasonable and um, realistic uh, thought leaders and hubs of real expert information, whether that be Wikipedia, uh, MapQuest, or anyone else, eHow, whatever. Great. Um, I think um, we're getting close to the end here, so instead of just going to a last break, uh, um, let's go with one last quick topic, and that is Google Plus and Plus One. Uh, this is something that's certainly on a lot of people's minds, and I think ties into. Um, I, I think it ties into freshness, right? Because this is a way for Google to have a greater sample of results to pull from uh, when it comes to pulling fresh results on a particular topic, especially with buzz. Um, I, I certainly think that you know, since a lot of people are are, uh, are are leveraging, or a lot more people are leveraging Google Plus, and 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 I think that that's going to continue to grow um, in terms of, uh, you know, they're actually signing up for it. It'll be interesting to see how it grows, uh, you know, in terms of the use and stuff in 2012. What's your thoughts on that? Well, that's a great question. Um, the adoption, if, if you've looked at Google Plus and the platform itself, uh, adoption has been huge. It's blown away any other social media uh, platform adoption and sign-up rate that's ever been before. Um, and they did it through their normal grassroots uh, marketing efforts by um, opening it up in beta and that information leaking out similar to an Apple release or something like that, build the demand before the product's ever there. Did a great job with that. Um, I'm not seeing that the activity level um, with their biggest competitor being Facebook, being even close to uh, the activity level there in Facebook. Um, Facebook, in at least in North America, has actually been shedding users uh, faster than they've been gaining new users. Um, they've got emerging, emerging markets such as Southeast Asia and Africa where they've actually is where a lot of their growth has been coming from. So it'll be interesting to see um, how long and how big uh, social platforms such as Facebook and Google Plus um, continue to have an influence on our browsing behavior and our online activity. Um, both of those are going to continue to be great um, signs to Google and other search engines to be able to determine what's fresh, what's now, 
um, such as the old algorithmic just standard links. I think links and um, speaking about them in social spheres such as Google Plus and Facebook are going to be an indicator of authority, um, just like an old traditional link was. So I don't think they'll go away, but I think they won't have um, as big of an impact on our day-to-day -day lives as they've had over the last couple of years. Similar to the decline of MySpace and the um, coming of Facebook. Great. Well, you know, we're about out of time here today, so I want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, this is SEO Rockstars. We originally recorded this show on November 29, 2011, and we covered four of the biggest topics related to Google in 2011. That was Panda, uh, the freshness update, local, Google Plus, and Plus uh, One. And, and uh, these are some of the many topics uh, that we'll be covering over the rest of the year as we wrap up. 2011. Uh, I want to invite everyone to come back and join us next week. Uh, we have a guest, another guest, TBD. Uh, but until then, au revoir and rock on, my friends. And thank you, Steve Pitts, for joining us today.